I spent a lot of time this year Trying to fix what came undone My thimbled hands a mess with strings Like waited to be sung Oh, the days and weeks of up and down Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. I am back in the studio. Good to see you. Benny Mathers. Good to see you, Dina. Welcome back. I think it might have been December. I thought it was later than that or earlier for those folks, but no, it really has been. I came in for the Manson Mitchell show and then I was doing on location Mm -hmm. Whidbey Island. Doing what you need to do, staying safe, and we appreciate you. It was uh, a lot of fun. And then the whole little. I'll call it the pandemic. Oh, yeah, that little thing. A little thing that happened. Everything sure. stopped. And so I want to thank uh, Rebecca Page, uh, Rebecca Sayer mm-hmm. and Bernadette Pager for mm-hmm. filling in for me and helping me out. They've been doing out. an amazing job. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Rebecca will be next week mm-hmm. and then Bernadette the week after. And then I will be back. So I will continue doing the show. And when things get rolling, which they are starting to roll, I will be doing more people, place, and activities to lift your spirits. But uh, I'm going to just recap my... Gosh, last week. It's been amazing because we are in level three, stage three. Not officially. You might be. Whidbey Island. Yeah, Whidbey Island is, but not here in the King County area. It's more still two. So I invited um, Faye Wiedenhoff mm-hmm. and Adam. Mm-hmm. That's her husband. And that's who's singing the song you just heard. And that's Begin Again. Faye's been on the show many, many times. But it was so fun to take them on my retreat. And they got to uh, have uh, food with me and because some of our restaurants are open. We went to Whidbey Institute, and it was fun to see them leave full. Mm-hmm. And they got to do the Whidbey Island Distillery, do a tasting. So it's fun to see the people I've been you know, loving on Whidbey start to open their doors and, and bring some people back and, and bring their employees back. So I, I'm, I feel hopeful about that. And then I also brought out a young lady who I mentored when she was 16 in Snohomish. She's a musician, and I started a music festival. Start, it went 12 years. It was called The Taste of uh, Music in Snohomish. She moved to Leavenworth, and she was running the, the show there, doing all kinds of music, and she was on the American Idol. What is that? Yeah, she— There's a bunch of them, but she if, showed you, up. if she was, that's the one, sure. <laughs> anyway, she was on it, uh, and that was this year. Uh, then this happened to her, so Leavenworth shut down, and she went to Snohomish, back to Snohomish with her family, and she's working at a grocery store. So she came to hang out with me— and we saw the sunset and went to the beach, and she did some healing work with me. And we have so much in common because I work at a grocery store now, <laughs> a nonprofit. So it was kind of Do you have like a, a grocery off? Do you have a battle so you can scan the items the fastest? I always say every time I go <laughs> to the, the people that do the bagging, I say, come on, who wants to get this party started? And oh, then they, all, they like to bag for me because it's fun. So I did that back in the day when I was 16, too. I did the, you know, the other end where I didn't, wasn't a scanner. I wasn't a, a clerk. I was the bagger, and then I did a helper clerk, which is stock shelves yeah, yeah. afterwards too. So I always wanted to be the big boy scanning, but you know it's all good, no big <laughs> deal. But I always had good relationship with my. Uh, what's the position? Is it, is it just courtesy or no? Courtesy clerk. Well, that'd be the bagger. That's what we were called. Yeah, that's what it's a courtesy. So clerk. just we'll just call him clerk. And it's funny because I was the manager at Albertsons, and so I went back because I got lonely. I literally got lonely, oh. and the only jobs that were out and people could be social was a grocery store. Yeah, yeah. So when Maggie came to visit me, and she's like. She's almost. She's going to be third. Going to be thirty. Uh, we're going to do a show. 
in about a month or two, and she's going to come in and play some music, and you're going to see how amazing she is. But cool. also, you know how important our grocery workers are? Please, please treat them with the utmost respect and be patient and kind. Totally be patient. I Everyone's wish you could tip on. Them. Yep. I know. I know the whole distancing thing and like, why aren't they bagging faster? It's like, there's a lot to do, even here for me. Like, you know, when you leave, I have to disinfect kind of the studio mm-hmm. too. And I haven't really done that much lately, but it's part of our process. So just oh. take a breath and it's, breathe yep. and just be kind. Yep. yep. So I, I want to thank, uh, Maggie for visiting me and um, Faye and I are going to do a retreat today again. So I get to pick up Faye and we're going to she's going to she's learning uh, Reiki with me and we're doing some healing work and some sound therapy. We want to do some of that. Uh, so this week I got my first healing session at Seaside Salon, uh, Coopville. I got a facial from Megan and I want to thank Aaron uh, for opening Seaside Salon because there's a lot going on and it's we're not really sure. Everyone has to wear masks and gloves and uh, but thanks. Thankfully, she's bringing all of her ladies back, and we get some healing touch again. And self-care is so important. And um, maybe moms are getting stressed out right now, and kids have been home so long. But uh, Self-Love 101 is the prescription. And I'm so thrilled to have Patricia Love joining me this morning. Good morning, Patricia. Hey, how are you? Oh, we're having a party in the studio. I can see that, (laughs) and I'm, I'm glad I'm part of it. Yay. Where are you right now? Oh, well, that's a great question. I am actually uh, lounging on my boat in Shilshow Marina in Seattle, Washington, having a lovely cup of coffee and hanging with you. <laughs> I'm excited. When I called you, I just had gotten my facial and I was sitting by the water. So we have a love of, of water. Absolutely. I go to the sea to breathe. Oh, yes. So do I. <laughs> so <laughs> I would love you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, besides living on a boat, um, I actually am a motivational and empowerment coach for women, but mainly I love healing women so that they can also heal the world. And what I mean by that is when you heal yourself internally, uh, it just automatically externally uh, reflects on everybody else and influences. So I... That's what I do. It's, uh, I really, and to keep it really simple, I turn women's I can'ts into I can'ts. I can. I can, I can, I can. And was there a time that you didn't practice self-care or self-love? Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, it takes, it took some time um, for me to kind of figure that out. Uh, sometimes I thought I was actually doing some self-care, you know, like, oh, go and have a glass of wine or or just doing some things with people. But in reality, I wasn't caring for myself by myself. And that's really critical because when you finally can sit with yourself and be alone with yourself and be okay with being by yourself, that's when the healing begins. But you know, when you have people around you all the time, you can't just stop and really self-care. Because so I think people have a, uh, you know, they don't really understand what self-care is. You know, they think it's just always going to the spa. That's that's a good portion of it. That's a good thing. And I do that myself. But it really is loving to being with yourself and being alone with yourself so that uh, um, you don't you don't have to be surrounded all the time because you love yourself. I, you are spot, you're spot on because I used to think self-care was, you know, getting a bath 
in the bathtub with the kids locking the door type thing, which it is, right? Well, that's a start. That is a start. But I, I started getting up really early to go to the gym, like 5 a.m., which is early. But having that time alone just to work out, and I'd kind of put some music on so people wouldn't talk to me. And then at the very end, I would stretch and kind of have my inner voice like pop in and say something really inspirational. And that's where I started thinking how precious time alone is. Yes. And actually, if you don't stop and turn off the music, you might say, um, you do not hear that little voice a lot of times because it gets modeled. And that's what people always don't understand is that how vitally important it is to just shut everything down and be with your own, um, you know, mental thoughts. And what's so interesting is it's one of the hardest, hardest things that anybody can do. Uh, I remember trying to do that the very first time and it was like, I was twitching. I was like, what am I going to do? You know, and trying to figure things out. Like, I can't do this, (laughs) you know? So it does take a little bit of time, but once you kind of get into it and do it for two minutes then you want to do it for five minutes and then you want to do it for 10 minutes and then it becomes just easier and easier just like anything it becomes a habit Mm -hmm. and and I think too when I first started quieting my mind I heard a horrible voice and it was mine saying how ugly and fat and just horrible things and I was Louise Hay when I read her book about your thoughts create your reality Uh, yes that that's when I started I call it mastership of your mind uh, just starting saying, no, I, I'm beautiful just as I am. And, and that's affirmations. But it took a long while before I could find that silence when I was by myself. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, affirmations are awesome. Um, but you're right. When you start to quiet yourself, you sometimes find out some truths about your own self that maybe you don't always like, but that's called acknowledgement. You've got to acknowledge the bad with the good. So in other words, you sometimes have to go through the bad to get to the good. And so that's the hardest part is people don't really like to hear the truth about themselves, not even to themselves. I remember when I first did that and it was like at the time I was like in major debt, my relationships were falling apart, um, my husband had uh, left. I mean, all kinds of crazy things were happening. No money was coming in. And I had to really get real with myself and there were some truths that I didn't like hearing from myself. And so it, it's kind of like when you uh, people have a bill and they don't want to open it, they just put it aside because they figure it'll just go away if they, if they don't open it. Unfortunately, these things we think about do not go away and they affect our lives in the, you know, every single day. So our behaviors that we've happened in the past affect us. So we need to really sit in our own self-care and be truthful and acknowledge so that we can fix things. And fix ourselves. I think after I spoke with you, I thought, fix ourselves first and never fix others. <laughs> oh, no, we, well, first off, we can't fix others. No, no. I, we've all tried it. I've tried it. <laughs> and it's like, uh, now I just kind of say, you know, you can give, I like to say it, there's this quote, you know, like you could take them to the trough, but you can't make them drink. So, bottom line is you can give a you know suggestions advice but you know truly they have to make the decision of what they want to do just like i have a choice they have a choice and it's their life and their journey uh uh, the labyrinth taught me that (laughs) absolutely and so like you said so for me i'll just say i taught aerobics I, i taught my classes you know to to look in the mirror and say they love themselves but then over the years I got to a point where I exercised by myself in the woods and I did start turning off the music and I did 
like at this point, I don't listen to anything in my car. I don't listen to anything when I exercise. In fact, my house is quiet most of the time because now I really like what I say to myself. But there uh-huh. are, are the tests that we've had lately is anxiety and worry. Have you been having any of that or clients? Oh, I have lots of clients that have anxiety and stress and worry, especially uh, regarding what's going on right now, which, again, we just have to, um, it's one of those things, once you learn and understand that certain things we cannot control, but I can control or they can control themselves and their thoughts. So a lot of times it's just learning the fact and, and, and letting go of the fact that we can't control everything around us. But when we learn to control our own selves, it makes life easier because then you can start to pivot and adapt to maybe something else. And, and, your, and your thoughts can pivot and adapt to different things because a lot of times anxiety just brings up a lot of negativity and stress and anxiety when re- in reality, that's just a lot of overwhelmness. And so when you stop being overwhelmed or get up, I like to call it getting off the hamster wheel of life, when you actually again sit and like you said, go into the woods and be completely quiet. You know, first at first your your brain or your mind and your thoughts is probably beating yourself up, but after a while, it becomes calming. So you just have to get through that first part of it. And then when you start being calmer, you actually think better. You have better thoughts because you're not so anxious all the time. So you have to calm yourself in order to focus. And to get that higher voice, that higher perspective, because when you're looking up and you're calm and you're breathing, that's what I call spirit, universe, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You, you get the synchronicities and the winks. And then you're going the right way, even though you don't know where you're going, which I never know where I'm going. Ask Benny. <laughs> it's, <laughs> He's watched me journey. for years. Yeah. But it, like my friend said, you're the most disorganized, organized person I've ever met because it doesn't make sense what I'm doing, but I'm le- letting spirit drive because I do take that time to be quiet. And when I get the green light or the wink, then I move forward. And I had my car some issues the other day, and I didn't feel right about having it towed. And, and the more I sat with myself and I, I, I asked questions to these people on the phone, mechanics, I fixed it on my own. I got all the information, but my voice, it, it didn't feel right to do what they were asking me to do. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And well, a lot of times we have to do what we feel because, you know, our head says a lot of different things and our heart and our gut you are usually right. So you usually, I always say, go with your gut more than your head because our head just is wounded up with so many different things flying around in it. You don't always make the best decisions and you have to really stop and go with your gut. You know, it's interesting. Um, you're talking about quietation. And I think a good example for people is how many times do people, when they're in the car, if they're not the radio, they're not on or in the shower, that's probably better. They're in the shower and they get this brilliant idea. And it's like, because everything is so quiet and you're just got the water coming in and you're just thinking in your own thoughts and blah, blah, blah. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about um, those, the winking of things or the thoughts coming into our head. I always think too, when you're uh, washing your hair or doing your hair, that's your crown chakra and you're doing a little that's Reiki, true. healing hands. I always get great ideas and I'm like, that's whoa. True. I, I always get great ideas, except I never have the, the pen and paper. And I keep saying I need to get that plastic one that I can just write on the window. My favorite thing is I text myself. All the, I, get, I get the aha moments. I text myself. I'm like, that's a good one. I do one. the same thing. I do the same thing that's because otherwise I forget. They were brilliant at the time, though. Yeah. And, and I, I have to say that the day that my car was having issues, we had just done the labyrinth, Maggie and I. And I was in a good space. And I can guarantee if I was at work, stressed out all day and didn't have that time alone, I would have 
probably panicked <laughs> or got right, anxious. Right. So, yeah, being uh, present in the present moment and actually spending time alone clears your mind. And clarity is a good thing, isn't it? Clarity is a really good thing. And I find that what scares people is that when they when people think of, uh, you know, quiet time or different things, they think of meditation which is really wonderful. Meditation is great. I believe in it, but I think it's scared. The word scares a lot of people of, you know, trying to get into these things like, oh my gosh, I have to put my thumbs in my four fingers together. I got to sit in a position. I've got to do this for an hour and oh my God. And I really try to explain to people, no, all you really need is some quietation. You don't need to have a meditation all the time. Just find a place of quiet and that's all. And just be, be, be there with yourself. And so that seems to resonate easier with a lot of people the and clients that I coach because they're like, okay, I can do that. But the meditation is almost overwhelming for them. It's like they have to have go to a classes and all these different things. Well, the word meditation has a heavy background too, but quietation, I it, love. It really does. And I, it scares people. And and really, it's just being quiet with yourself and letting, it, letting your thoughts go through. And I think that people can understand that a little easier. Yay. Well, we're going to take our first break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Old winters weave all that it seemed when springtime knocked upon my door and said, It takes a little love and a Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small, unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Langley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs, and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. Need a day away? Indulge yourself in a sanctuary of rest at the Seaside Spa and Salon, located in historic waterfront Coopville on beautiful Whidbey Island. Seaside Spa and Salon specializes in organic spa treatments. Their goal is to create a place for you to regain balance and to uplift your spirits. Check out their website for information on spa packages and gift certificates. Visit SeasideSpaAndSalon.com or like them on Facebook to plan your day away today. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. I felt some wisdom pouring through the sun on that quiet day. Oh, they say it's at the darkest way. Thank you for joining us this morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie, and I'm back in the studio live with Benny. Woo, woo. Welcome back. <laughs> and joining me this morning is Patricia Love. Welcome back, Patricia. Hey, hey. I want to talk about relationships and self-love 101. I want, okay. to, I want to know, is there ever a time in your life where you knew you needed something for yourself, yet you, you gave to the other person before you gave to yourself first? <laughs> Absolutely. Pra- practically in every relationship until I figured it out, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and, and here's why. Um, we do 
we have unconscious behaviors and biases that are in direct reflections of how we react and what we do with others. In other words, what I'm saying is we repeat the same mistakes over and over again and get the same results. And we wonder why can I not be, why am I not good at relationships? Why do I keep give, give, giving and, 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 and not, you know, making it, making myself happy? Why do I keep doing this? And that's got to be the first trigger right there is when you start saying, why does this keep happening? It's because you haven't fixed the behavior that you had in the first place. And for me, um, just to go way back, for me, I finally realized, uh, and it's a little bit of a cliche because so many people talk about it, but it's so truth. Uh, and so many people have this issue is I was searching um, for somebody that would love me and emotionally. And because I would never got that growing up uh, and from my father. So I was constantly going for, you know, that person who was unemotional and I would be, you know, trying to get that person, I'd do anything to, to, to make them love me, to care for me. And, and sometimes it would work for a while and then it all falls apart because I never fixed my own understanding of why do I need that? Why, why do I keep doing that? Because I didn't really love who I was and understand where this was coming from. So it, it's a behavior that we constantly have to look at. And if we have a, a, a behavior that's happening over and over and over, we need to look at that and say, why is this happening to me? There's always a reason. And I like that because, again, it's going back to being by yourself, time alone, so you can get that clarity and see why you do what you do. It, exactly. Because I had to sit, uh, oh, my gosh, a lot of times. Um, and I still sit today uh, trying to figure out, okay, now why did I react to that in a certain way? Why did I, you know, deal with that person in this way? Why did I do that? And when you start questioning, starting to question yourself, that's actually a good thing because then you're actually going back and saying, wait a minute, this is something that I want to change. I do not like how this result is coming out. So if you continually, it's, it, there's, you know, uh, the, the quote, and I, never, I can't remember who it's from, but if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over, you will get the same results. So <laughs> insanity. Break that's that called chain. insanity, they say. <laughs> well, that's that, exactly. So it's like you've got to break that, you know, break it somehow. And it, the first thing is acknowledging it. And, and, and we have to acknowledge the behavior first, and then we have to sit and go, why? do I keep doing this? And you, you know, we go like, Oh my gosh, I got to go way back into my childhood, which yes, you probably do. Or someplace in your teenage years or someplace that something has happened that has made you feel that way. So you're trying to either get love or you're trying to make money or something is, is creating a behavior that's not working for you. And until you change that, it will never get any better. And I was talking to you about being a hypnotherapist and in, in the training I went, uh, I got practice on, and it was about eating cookies. At that time, it was Christmas, and I ate sugar cookies like there was no tomorrow, and it was making me sick, really. And then they went back to when I was a child, and that's what my mother and I uh, did pretty much solely uh, for the holidays on Christmas every year. That was the only thing we did as a family. So when I needed love or nurture, that, that sugar, that frosted sugar cookie, you know, mm-hmm. it made me feel better. And ever since I figured that out, I haven't eaten cookies. That, I mean, I think that's, that's crazy. 
but that's the perfect example. I mean, that is in, and that is with anything. Um, and so it's just acknowledging that behavior of why you're doing things and, and, and correcting it. And that's the hardest part for people. I really find, and I mentioned this earlier is uh, people, it's not just telling the truth to other people. It's telling yourself your own truth. It's because nobody likes to feel they're flawed. <laughs> they don't like to feel they're not perfect in a weird way, even though they say, oh, I know I'm not perfect. In reality, nobody likes to think that, oh my God, there's something wrong with me, or I need to change something. And it's not that there's anything wrong with you. You just need to change some of your behaviors. We all have them. We just need to acknowledge them and so that we can move forward. And you saying that just triggered what I did next. After I decided not to eat cookies, I divorced a lot of female friends that treated me poorly. (laughs) And I started bringing in kind, gentle, loving women who were nurturing. And so, yeah, I didn't need the fix of the cookie because my the people around me were more gentle to me. But I those people that I decided not to be with anymore didn't like it. They got really mad at me, actually. But you know what? That's sometimes we we have to move forward with uh, different people and different friends. I mean, it's uh, people come in and out of our lives. And if they're toxic or they're not, they're not being part of your journey we have to move forward. And sometimes it's hard to let go of certain people. It's like, it's hard to let go of certain relationships, but they're, if they're toxic and they're not giving you what you need, that means you're giving up part of your soul. And, you know, all we really have is our soul and how we feel. And if you go to bed at night and not feeling good, or you don't have the inner peace, because you didn't like what somebody did to you or you talked, then you need to move on from them because you cannot fix them. The problem with a lot of people, they sit there and they want to change those people and say, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. Well, that will, that most likely will never happen until they make the decision or the choice to change themselves. So until then you sometimes have to move forward without them. And sometimes you come back together again because you both have changed. And I'm finding, too, a lot of my clients wonder why friends are falling away so quickly. And it's because they're doing their inner work and they're changing so much. They're growing. And, of course, yes. they don't have the same likes or interests anymore. They don't want to sit in a bar till two. You know, they want to go hiking. And I'm not saying one's good or bad. I'm just saying people outgrow each other, too. And that's okay to let go of people. Absolutely. It's, you know, we outgrow all kinds of things. Um, when you mentioned the bars, I mean, I used to, you know, back in the twenties, I used to love to go and hang out. I was, you know, I would probably be the one at the, have a stool there having a drink and talking to everybody, but you know, you just change, you know, and you evolve. And that's what the beauty of life is that you continually are growing and evolving and learning. And if you're not, then you're just stifled. You're just, you've limited yourself. And uh, because I, I completely believe in a, in a growth mindset because I think that's what keeps us younger. It keeps us going. It keeps us um, entertained. It, it, we, when we learn, it's amazing. It just continuously grows and grows and grows, and your journey just gets better and better and better. I was uh, interviewing a 16-year-old ukulele player, Rosalie, and I said, so how do, how do you write songs, and how do they, uh, why are they so uh, good? And she goes, because I hang around different people. I, I, I hang around with people that have different beliefs so I can learn you know, or different genres. And, and that's why I think traveling or eating different foods or just trying new things. And I, I, and that's another thing is stepping, uh, you say, I say the treadmill, what did you call it? Get off the hamster wheel, hamster wheel. I like them both, but you know, get off, get out of the rut 
and do yes. anything different. And spirit loves that. That's when your world gets. Uh, it's when your world yeah. changes. I, I say this to myself and I say this to others all the time. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And it's getting outside the box. Put your toe out. You don't have to like jump out head first necessarily all the time. But gosh, what you can do is just step out, take a little bit of a dip. And it's amazing the opportunities and the growth and the knowledge that you you get from stepping out of your comfort zone. But I see so many people just keep on doing exactly the same thing every single day. And, you know, it, it, it's a good, uh, here's a good example. My father uh, died quite young and after he retired, like three years after he retired, because he did nothing but the same thing every single day. My mother ended up living till she was 93 because she was constantly learning, trying to understand technology, trying to learn and grow. And so you could see the differences in their minds that she wanted to grow and be nourished and he didn't. He didn't want to be nourished. And so I think the mind shuts down after a while because it's it's waiting to be used. And we don't even use a, a, just a small portion of it. So it's waiting to be used. And we so we could do miraculous things if we just really uh, grow and, you know, follow that journey that we need to be on. And right now, if people are still at home and they're not working, this is a great time to take up something new. Take up a, a language. I'm only thinking this right now because uh, my daughter was mentioning that her uh, grandfather was starting to just kind of lose it. Like, you know, because they're, they're not doing anything right now. Everyone's sitting at home and not losing it. But like when she's looking at him, you can tell she, he, the attention's not there anymore. And, right. and that I'm just right now, it's so vital that people, you're right, use their mind and try something new and get out of the chair and quit watching. You know, I'm saying no, quit turn off the television <laughs> you know yeah. i do that, that's that's important turn off the news <laughs> yes and i love the fact that where i'm living everybody started a garden you know and they you know they started baking with their kids or you know reading stories or the homeschooling but everybody's trying something new from on woodby i can see that but i can see a lot of older people maybe sitting at home and just you know i've just feel yes bad. and this is a, this is an opportunity to go back to the roots of actually Playing games, you know, like Monopoly or uh, even charades, different things that get your neurons and your brains to to reactivate, you might say, in a different way. And it, it can be fun, but it also can be very, fa uh, very family if you choose it to be. So this is a great opportunity. And I like to tell people all the time, I said, look, it, you're, you're kind of stuck at home. Uh, if you don't have kids, it's great. But if you do have kids, you still just need to pivot and adapt a little bit. But this is a great opportunity. I mean, I've also uh, told them, I said, how many times have I heard you wished you could stay home with your kids more? Yeah. Well, look at, you got it. You got the gift. And so it's an opportunity that people are not looking at as an opportunity. They're looking at, in most cases, in a very closed-minded way, is like, oh my God, I'm a victim. When in reality, if you turn that around like anything else in a positive way and, and make it a, an opportunity rather than an obstacle, you're going to see me, so many more doors and thoughts and everything open up to you that you're going to be amazed yourself. And it's seeing the blessings in it, right? Absolutely. Gratitude is, is vital. I was just uh, did a, a little video on gratitude yesterday, and it really is. And when, I, when we talk about gratitude, if I can just go into this for a second, yeah. when we talk about gratitude, it's not like when people say, oh, I'm so grateful for this. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I have so much gratitude. That's just words. And I'm really big on words. You really have to say to yourself, you know what? I am so grateful right this very moment 
for the food that's on my plate sitting in front of me because somebody else doesn't have any today. I am so grateful to actually be able to go to the bank and take some money out because not everybody is able to do that. Mm -hmm. Being really grateful because the, I find that those words gratitude and grateful have become almost um, just synonymous with just a, a verbiage, you know, basically people talking in words. And they're like, yeah, I'm grateful for that. Okay, but are they really grateful? Because after, after a while, anything becomes just words until you actually put action behind it. So when you when I say action behind the word gratitude, I really mean look at what you are grateful for. And the heart connection. So if you're saying it from your heart, it's it's like I'll say for me, to, I woke up this morning, I had my kids, grandkids, because we're in a level three, on the playground playing. That's what I was thankful for. It was just like I felt my heart sing, you know, literally. Yes. So yes. out of your head and into your heart. And that's when you can act on things. If you're not using your heart, we're not going anywhere. We're living in our heads. Exactly. And too many people live in their heads and they get themselves into a lot of trouble <laughs> because <laughs> your head can make you insane or crazy. <laughs> oh, yes. And that's what I'm saying. Get exercise every day. Physically move. Physically do clean out a closet. I don't care. But. It's very important. If you're reading books all day long, you're going to get yourself into some deep trouble. <laughs> You've got exactly. to move. You need to take some time to walk around. I mean, even myself, I mean, I, I do a lot of coaching from my boat or when I'm traveling, but I really make a point of every single day to get out and what I call walking the docks, you might say, or just taking a walk or going up above on my boat and just and smelling everything and, and taking all the sea in and just really, um, uh, relaxing in that space because it's so important and not enough people do that. Again, they're just on the hamster wheel and, it, and they don't know how to get off. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you live in your head, cause I, when I was master, the mastering my mind, cause of the thoughts that kept making me, my stomach sick, I was walking in the woods and my energy would drop. And then I told you, I started taking photos because it made me focus on the beauty. It made me get out of my head. And now I don't take pictures like for practicing I do it because I love it but it does help me look outside myself but you know how you walk or you drive and you don't know how you got there yes that's what happens when you live in your head too much so you have to take notice and there's beauty all around us and there's good things going on all around us but if we're living in our head and watching the news and and, and down that's where that's where we're coming from so that's where you're coming yeah. from absolutely well again one of my favorite quotes is Wayne Dyer if you change the way you look at things the things you look at change and that means it's like when you're taking pictures you were looking at things through your own eyes and then you started looking at things through the camera lens and basically it changed the way your thoughts about that same picture so that's we you know it's it's important to look at things because you can look at the same thing over and over every day, like say a flower. But if you start looking at it from a different perspective, instead of maybe from above and looking down, look at it from the from the bottom up, like the roots and where it's come from and, and the growth. It changes your whole life when you can start opening up your perspective and looking at things in a different way. And I saw a picture where you, you could see the sun going down. And when you're taking pictures, you're always looking for the light. That's what I, I that's the metaphor I'm getting out of this. I'm always looking for the light, you know, the perfect yes. light and then and what it looks like in the color. So I'm focusing on the most beautiful aspects of our earth, which is the green, how it looks in the sunshine or so I 
that's just one of my ways to get out is to get out yeah. into nature and just look for the light, you know, look up. You're just looking for the positive in things. And I think that too many people are looking for the negative rather than the positive. And it's like looking for the light and looking for the opportunities and looking for the positive. And when you can learn and understand even a little bit more and more, you, you can't change yourself overnight. But if you can start looking for the light and living in the light and living in a more positive world, your whole world will change. Your whole world will become better. It's a, it's, it's, you become more peaceful. Yeah, um, and that's it, what I found by just, um, and also not, ex, you know, having expectations from others. Uh, I find that when there's, we have a lot of expectations from your friends or this and that, and you, and you, and you get upset when they don't do things. I found when I stopped expecting things from people and if they did things, it was just a bonus that I really lived with a lot of inner peace. And um, for oh. me, that's important. I want to touch on that after the break because don't don't lose that, okay? Okay, I'll try not to. <laughs> You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Take much more. Old winters weave all that it seemed when springtime knocked upon my door and said, It takes a little now. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whitby Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Thinking about getting away for a day or an overnight stay? Pristine Pacific Northwest Island Beauty is closer and more affordable than you may think. From unspoiled hills to uncrowded Puget Sound shoreline, from wildlife and stately evergreen forests to bald eagles and blue herons, Whidbey and Camino Islands have it all. They're both located in Puget Sound and are an easy drive from either Seattle or Vancouver, B.C. Both islands are accessible by bridge and each island is a wonder of nature and scenic beauty to be enjoyed by the entire family. To visit this classic Pacific Northwest experience, visit WhidbeyCaminoIslands.com or like them on Facebook to see all they have to offer. You'll discover that island time is just a short drive away and can be affordably yours this weekend. Whidbey and Camado Islands, the shortest distance to far away. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Breathe, everybody. Breathe. Because you know what? That's life. Life is breath. And it's hard to breathe right now. So 
Take a deep breath. And joining me this morning is Patricia Love. Welcome back. So I'm going to say when I first started my own inner work, I started buying myself roses. I did it once a week on Friday, and most of the checkers are like, who are they for? What's the roses for? And I'd say, for me. And they're like, what? And I started buying a bottle of wine with it, and I started painting my house every weekend. Not but while you were in the register, no, right? Were you? Well, no, no. I would take it home. And I, <laughs> you yeah. guys scan your own groceries. I'm drinking <laughs> okay. the wine and yeah, I have roses right. here. I like that. <laughs> I love I it. I paid 10 cents for my groceries today. Hey, don't give me those ideas. I might do it. But I know, right? I might be headed to the grocery store shortly. Yeah. Right? See? But it's one of those things where I just started celebrating me, and when I wanted something, I bought it for myself. So let's talk about that. Yes. Uh, we have to love ourselves and we have, here's the problem. It, we all want happiness. Let's just get right to it. The bottom line, we all want to be happy. We want to find happiness, but the problem is that we search for happiness externally, whether that be uh, relationships to make, you know, I, you know, he makes me happy. No, no, you don't want to make, he makes you happy. You, you should be happy together. You don't want somebody that he makes you happy. And you don't want to be that to somebody else either, because then you're put on the pedestal. And then if you do something wrong, like, you know, you fall off that pedestal and then it upsets them. And that's called expectations. So we, ex we are looking externally outside to make ourselves happy. And then those expectations get hurt or they, you know, you fall off the, you know, the pillar and then you're sad and you're depressed. And then you wonder why you know, um, it's, it's hard to move forward. If you learn to not have expectations and just take care of yourself, it's all good because if they, if someone actually does something wonderful for you, that's a bonus. That's great. But don't expect them to do something like to bring you flowers, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because that's where like, well, so-and-so, you know, he should bring me flowers. Well, maybe that's just not what, who he is. So we just have to understand that expectations can create a lot of havoc in our minds, in our world, in our life. And the and the the more you can stop having expectations of others or of things to try and make you happy externally, you're going to have a lot more inner peace. Yep. Expect expectations are is a disappointment, an appointment not met. <laughs> so you always that. let go, yeah. let down. So. Again, my 50th birthday, I have to say, I, I hired, I didn't hire, they came out, it was Faye Wiedenhoff and Seastar, and I planned my whole birthday, and it was the most amazing day of my life, and I, like you said, I didn't know who'd show up, I didn't really care, I was going to be at my favorite place, right. with my favorite people, doing my favorite thing, listening to the music at sunset, and more people showed up, and it's so strange that that's how the universe works. If you just be, and you're in the moment, and you're enjoying yourself, you are rewarded, the frosting on the cake. I don't like frosting, but you know, the good kind. <laughs> Yeah, I like frosting myself. Yeah, I mean, being in the present and just enjoying what it is and not expecting anything else. Uh, it's such, um, you, you talk about having anxiety and stress. You're going to have so much less anxiety and stress if you do not have the expectations of others um, or things, planning things or doing it. Just, you know, be, you know, take care of yourself and be happy with yourself. And it, it, it's a game changer once you figure that out. It's not always easy um, because as we know, how many times have we actually say, oh, I'm gonna go buy this car and it's gonna make me so happy. And then you get the car and then three days later, you're like, okay, well now what? And this is what a lot of people do. They're constantly going out trying to buy their own happiness or, or um, 
you know, in relationships, they'll, they'll sometimes buy their happiness there too. They're, they give, 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 and mm-hmm. think that they're going to get back from that. And they don't. And then they, their expectations are lost and then they're unhappy. And it just becomes, again, the hamster wheel thing, that and, whole thing going over and over. And I remember going after I went through the, you know, putting myself on a diet of cool people is what I called it. And, and, and weeding out <laughs> I people, that. I went through the word obligation. And anytime someone asked me to do something and it didn't feel good and I felt the word obligation, I was obligated. I said, no. Good, and that's got, called boundaries. That's <laughs> there good. You go. <laughs> Self-love you know, 101. <laughs> I, you know what? It's so, it's such a simple thing. You know, here's the thing. As soon as I started saying no to people finally, and, and not all the time, but, you know, I actually was taking back my own love, saying, uh, no, I, I can't get back to you. I'll get back to you on that or, or whatever. When I started saying I'll get back to you on it, something like that, it's amazing how they went to the next person and asked them, and then I didn't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah. But it's it, it's so funny how, you know, because when you say yes to something and then, then like the next day or minute, you're going, why did I do that? That's not good. Mm-mm. That's a, that's, that's a, you're setting yourself up for tragedy already. So it's not good. So you've got to, and actually I find that once you do the first no, the second no and the third no get a lot easier. It's just like a muscle. And I one little thing you can do is if you see the phone ring and your, your energy drops into your gut, don't pick it up, you know, and then don't answer the email either. Or, you know, if you see someone's name and it doesn't, it scare, you know, you can feel it drop right below your heart. Yes. If you feel that. Let like you said, they'll go find someone else. Eventually, the, the the vampire energy suckers will will find another source, and then you'll be full. So you'll be full, and you'll be able to go off forward and live your life with more magic. <laughs> At, absolutely, and I I know that some people, in the moment, they say yes. I find that if you can just say, you know what, I'm not sure what my schedule is. Let me get back to you. It's enough. So at least you have time to think about, you know, what you're going to say and how you're going to say no also. (laughs) You know, the beauty of that is I was on the playground with my uh, grandson, Ethan. He's 10. And he goes, this is funny. He goes, Emma, she's three. She just lies to her friends. I said, what? I go, you mean a white lie? A white lie? She goes, I go, he goes, you know, I don't do white lies. I just tell my friends that I'm busy with my uh, sister and I'll get back to them. (laughs) That's what he said at 10. (laughs) See, sometimes, you know, that's the funniest thing. Kids are smarter than we are. And sometimes we just really need to listen to them. It's like, you know, sometimes you need to go speak to a three-year-old. They are smarter. They, they tell it like it is. They're honest. We need to get back to actually having a conversation with the three and four-year-olds. And you'll be amazed at how enlightened you're going to be. The wisdom. The wisdom, the that, wisdom comes them. that they have. Until, you know, until they get out into society where they start getting kind of squashed down a little bit. So yeah. Can... And my son goes, Mom, how do you, well, he says, how do you stay young? And I said, I had to ask myself, well, I hang out with all ages, all ages. So that's, that's what I think it's, we get stuck. Like he says, I'm with my own friends that are my age. You're right. I need to hang out with my, you know, nephew, or I need to make new friends that are older. But uh, yeah, I think it's really important to have a varied uh, group of friends with different interests. A variety of friends. My mother, who was 93, always told me, she said, Patricia, you need to get younger friends. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and and uh and you need to have lots of different types of friends and and i do I, I have friends that are you know in their 20s all the way up to their 80s and i love it because i have different wisdoms and different you know opinions and different attitudes and I, it's good to see different perspectives from everybody's point of view and then you can decide what what and how you feel about certain things and just being open 
to other people's perspective. That's the other thing is, is the key to, I think, is of life and enjoying life. It's really being open to others' thoughts and ideas. You don't have to take them in, but being open to listening. Listening is important. I love what you just said. And uh, the crown chakra is open-mindedness. It can all dump in there. You don't have to take any of it. You can let it go, you know. And then listening. Right now, I think it's so important because we're misusing the throat chakra. We're talking too much. There's too much out there. There's too much information. So that we're going right back down to that solitude, stilling your mind, finding that, that quiet voice that gives you the, the aha moments and the inspiration so that you can make good decisions and move ahead Really, the, the whole, what you said, the open-mindedness, it's so important to have that right now. It, it really is. It's just being open to others. Everybody's going to have different opinions and thoughts. And, and that's what is beautiful because everybody's different. And if we can just take in like, oh, wow, that, I never thought of something from that perspective. Now, you don't need to accept it necessarily or do it with you want, but it just being opening to listening to other people. And you will... You will make your life a lot easier, but you're also going to gain so much knowledge. And and if you're sitting in a place where you're defensive, you know, your energy isn't good and you don't feel good. So right now our health is so important. So if you're thinking of engaging in something and it doesn't feel good, just stop it. <laughs> yeah, walk away. You got to walk away. I mean, it, I mean, a good example of that is how many times do people walk into a room and they walk up to somebody and you just feel like a bad energy. That's when, you know, energy, it, it, it reflects. And so you want to definitely say, well, I think I'm going to step back from that energy. I really don't want it. Go with your intuition. Go with your gut. Um, I don't care who it is. It could be uh, somebody very important or not. And you think, oh, I should be here. Like, no, if you got some negative energy, you need to step back and move, move on. <laughs> and that's self-love because you're listening to yourself. And get yes. out of that situation, feel good again, and then go to a different situation and keep. But if you're always busy, like you said, and you're always, I call it the treadmill. If you're always running and you're always going, then you don't have the, gosh, the aura. Your aura doesn't feel that. It's just always in it. So right now, if you have time, get into nature, of course. Pick up a book that's positive. Quiet your mind. What would you call it? Quiet? Quietation. Quietation. I love it. Yeah. Quietation <laughs> yourself. <laughs> But do it. So also, if you do need some help, there's people out there that will help you. We have Zoom and we have online sessions. And I know, Patricia, you are doing so many things. What's What are you doing right now? Right now, it's amazing. Um, doing several things, actually, besides coaching clients uh, and the such, uh, which I love doing and uh, helping them through self-care and healing. But uh, also, I'm doing some uh, writing, a lot more blogging. I'm doing some uh, articles. I'm also uh, putting together a book. So I've got lots of things on my plate that I'm loving and expanding my, my horizons and growing every single day, which is what I love doing. When I grow, I, it, everything flows. And you're letting go of stuff too. Like I've let, pretty much, I've, I've let go of almost everything I own. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I live on a tiny boat. Okay. Yay. <laughs> but I did that on a purpose. I did that purposely because I really wanted to see if I could do it. And, and, and just enjoy it. And I love it. Uh, I have basically a condo on the lake, a condo on the water. Yes, you do. We both have a love of Kauai. And that's something yes, I'm do. letting go. And you said something so sweet that something new will present itself. And it's always true, right? Always true. Something new. When you let something else go, something new will present itself. Absolutely. So, so give everyone your website. 
Okay, I would love to. Just please feel free to go to Patricia Love, and that's just like it sounds, L-O-V-E dot com. And, uh, you know, contact me if you're looking to uh, need any help on healing or just want to start loving yourself even more because I think and believe that loving yourself is listening to yourself. And Patricia Love, you are on Facebook. So if you like your Facebook page, you'll get little inspirations every day. And Patricia, so thankful to have you on my show today. Oh, it was awesome. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Sweet. So if you want to get a hold of me, it's Dina at Dina-Marie.com. You can like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook. And I am going to invite you back next week for more people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits. I spent a lot of time this year Trying to fix what came undone My thimbled hands a mess with strings Like waited to be sung Oh, the days and weeks of up and downs Just when I couldn't take much more Old winters we've hauled out it seemed When springtime knocked upon my door And said, it takes a little love and a lot of rain To make the flowers grow A little patience and a lot of heart To see the truths you've always known Times can get heavy Hold here and here, but your breath is your shadow. It takes some time to mend and begin again. I looked out at the trees that nestle near where I stay. I felt some wisdom pouring through sun on that quiet day oh they say it's at the darkest when we feel the light that our weakest breath gives us our greatest fight oh courageous hearts can fear the night when the stars seem far away but it takes a little love and a heavy we're pulled here and here but your breath is your shadow it takes some time to